Hi, everyone. This is Carrie Bellog. I am the founder and chief groupie of Brand Groupies Consulting, where we obsess about your brands. Build your brand, rock your brand, and fans will come. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Brand Groupies podcast, where we talk with inspiring entrepreneurs building and rocking their brands. And today, I finally have my number one idol on the podcast, my favorite and only sister, <laughs> Holly Migliaccio, the co-founder of Rook Coffee. Welcome, Holly, to Thank the you Brand Groupies podcast. Finally having me. Finally. It's only episode 20. and <laughs> It's my first invite. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about Holly. I am so excited to have her here. And um, when Holly and her childhood friend, Sean Kingsley, stepped away from their corporate careers and started Rook Coffee back in 2010, they wanted to make people feel special. And special they did. And since the beginning, in that 300-square-foot shack in Oakland, New Jersey, Rook has focused on offering specialty coffees that inspire genuine human connections through three promises, quality, simplicity, and experience. Eight years later, here we are, and um, Holly and Sean have 11 Rook Coffee locations throughout Monmouth County and a headquarters and roastery in Long Branch, and Rook is about to open its 12th store and first Ocean County location in yep. Point Pleasant. Yep. So I am just beyond proud, and I am wearing my Holly's sister t-shirt because everyone introduces me as Holly's sister, which I am so honored <laughs> <laughs> to me, if so I knew I you were wearing a shirt, I have the same shirt, but it says Carrie's <laughs> So I am, that. I am the big, her biggest fan, and uh, I am just inspired best. by her every day. So welcome, Hall, and thank you, sister. Thank you for having me, this I'm is so fun. Excited I'm to be here. So, um, so of course, I know your your story, and um, have been with you since day one of this incredible journey. Um, but I would love to just tell people a little bit how you got started and, mm -hmm. and where you were at in the corporate world when you decided to become a business owner. So, uh, well, <laughs> reel it way back. <laughs> in second grade, do you remember that from the Goonies? Yes. In second grade, I went. Um, we'll start with college. I went to the University of Delaware and I studied elementary education. Um, that's, you know, where our parents were. Mm -hmm. And I thought, all right, I, they have a great life. I, I think I want to be in education. I love working with children. And as I watched you in your career, you know, I graduated and you were already out in New York City. Um, I realized, well, maybe I want to try something different. So I went into business. I worked for a company called HotJobs.com, and we were quickly acquired by Yahoo. So it became Yahoo Hot Jobs. Um, so here I was with an elementary ed uh, degree, and now I'm in sales. And I went from sales into training and, and touched upon operations and marketing. And I stayed in that world and then worked for a company called The Ladders the last year of my career. Um, I guess it was about eight years at that point in the corporate world. And that's when I said, you know what? I think I want to do something different. And I was uh, 30 at the time. I quit my job. And Sean, good friend from childhood, we've known each other since we were 10. Um, he was like, you quit your job? I want to quit my job. And it was something we used to talk about, like this dream of doing our own thing. And we never really discuss doing it together. It was just kind of like, you want to quit? I want to quit. I, you know, and we both had great jobs. It was just this sort of, there's something, there's an itch, you know, there's this, um, and you entrepreneurs out there, you know it. It's, um, it's just, I call it the entrepreneurial itch. And you're just like, I need 
I need to do something for me. I need to take control of this life. And I think we both felt that way. And um, he proposed a coffee business. I had quit my job. I traveled for three months, um, Southeast Asia with a backpack. And uh, three months at, three months later, so I was 30 at the time, I had a layover in San Francisco, came back, um, hit the United States, stayed in San Francisco for two nights with Sean. And he said, I have this proposal. I have, you know to ask you, do you want to do business with me? And I was like, yeah, well, what is it? You know? Um, and he's like, coffee. And I'm like, we don't know anything about coffee. Like, like coffee. Yeah, we'll learn, you know? And, um, you know, at first I didn't take him seriously. And then a few weeks later I, I called him and, and he said, why don't you come back out here and mm -hmm. we'll talk about it. So I went back out uh, a month later and then again, another month later, and it just started to become reality. And that was, it was the summer of 2009 when he moved home. And we got serious about the business and we signed our lease in October and we opened in January of 2010. Wow. And I remember yeah. you were thinking of um, the name and yeah. we went through so many different um, <sighs> Yeah, thank names. you for being my <laughs> bouncing off of you that whole time. So, um, so you originally planned to open up in Brooklyn, hence yeah. Rook, yes. inside the word Brooklyn, which yeah. I don't know if everyone knows. I know. So... Um, I was in Brooklyn, and I think yeah, you know, Williamsburg was blowing up. Well, and I, I knew Brooklyn because of you, mm -hmm. and uh, I was in your apartment. No, backtrack. While we're building this business, we're like, we're doing it in Brooklyn. We've both lived in Manhattan. A lot of our friends are moving to Brooklyn or Hoboken or kind of, you know, we were 30 at the time, getting a little bit like, all right, you know, New York City. Um, and so we thought Brooklyn, 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 and we started to look, and we're like, man, this is, you know, this is tough. But while we were looking in Brooklyn, I was in your apartment. I think I was babysitting. Uh, for cash. You and actually were a nanny for three months. For three months I was a nanny. <laughs> when you had no job. That's right. I did a kitchen. I, I, did, I nannied. I painted signs. I, I hustled. Yes, you did. You um, did. And uh, I saw this book that you had in your bookcase downstairs. And you know the subway signs. I don't know if you remember this, mm -hmm. the, the book. But the subway signs are those circles, the A, the B, the, you know, yeah. the L, the E train. And it was a B um, for the B train. And then it said Brooklyn. And I, so the ah. B kind of stuck out. And I was like, Rooklyn, that, that might be it of Rooklyn. And then I'm like, no, Rook, Rook. And I like, I called Sean and I'm like, I know we own like 15 websites right now, <laughs> but I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And uh, that was it, you know, and, yeah. and fast forward a little bit, another month or so. And you're we like, you know, Brooklyn, the barrier to entry was so high. And we started to hear rumblings of a lot of specialty companies coming from the West Coast. They were going to start up in the East Coast in Brooklyn. And we were like, we don't, you know, we can't go up against these big guys. Um, and, you know, home was starting to be good. And parents were cool. I don't know what happened. They were, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, and there we were. Uh, we decided, all right, let's, let's do it in Monmouth County, where we both grew up. Um, we have people we know to help us start. And, um, yeah, I mean, we were like, oh, we have to change the name at first. And I'm like, you know, branding. And I think we talked about it. You're mm -hmm. like, it's, your, it's the story. You're, you yeah. have a story. You were going to do this. Now you're going to do that. Tell the story. It is what it mm -hmm. is. And I drew the bird. Actually just found the um, the art book that all the originals are in uh, the past few weeks. Oh, I and I showed the girls. Um, I drew the bird and, and uh, took it on an illustrator. And there it was. Awesome. It. And so and so I remember you opening up the 300 square foot um, little store in Oakhurst. Mm -hmm. And what were you thinking? Like, were you thinking like, this is it? Like, this is my life. I'm going to have one store, yes. start a family. Yes. I'm going to be happy. I don't need to be working was, in corporate. America. It was a true departure from uh, money. 
It was mm-hmm. like real. And, you know, I try to remind Sean of that sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, we left the six figure jobs to, you know, the first year we paid ourselves. First of all, we didn't work for a year. I didn't work for a year. And um, the first year we paid ourselves 18000 each. I think the second year, 23000 each, you know, and it didn't get high for a while, um, you know, and but that was our our thing was like we we both had that entrepreneurial itch where we wanted to control our own destiny and it wasn't about money anymore and it wasn't about stuff. It was about happiness. Mm. And, um, you know, we remind ourselves that actually quite often. And it's incredible how you built this brand on that happiness and that um, feeling of making people happy and yeah. just, um, you know, using that as, as uh, the driving force. Um, and so many people ask about the origin of the bird and your branding and, yeah. you know, how Rook kills it in branding. Um, how did you start out with the underground marketing? And Exactly what you just said. So many people ask. And that mm-hmm. was the whole point. It was to force people to ask a question like, what? is that you know the the bird is on a shirt it's on a sticker um we had the little pins and it was by itself and so and I actually learned that from you I think one of your clients I remember um the sticker and it didn't say anything and and I remember I mean I was probably still in college and you were like that's the point they they ask questions and so I it always stuck with me it's like how do you um create a brand and sort of do marketing without spending a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. it's by word of mouth. I mean, it's like one of the, if not the number one, but it's the number one in my eyes, it's worked for us, uh, way of getting your brand out there. So you have this bird, it's alone. And people are like, what is, what is that? I keep seeing that. And then you have a fan who's wearing it or has it on their car or their notebook. And like, oh, you don't know. Oh my gosh. You have to try the New Orleans style. Like, you know, and it just Mm -hmm. goes from there. So, uh, all word of mouth, all word of mouth. It's incredible how it's how it's grown. Um, and, you know, I think something else that is so cool about your brand is um, the fact that your employees are such amazing brand ambassadors. Yeah. I know you have how many employees? Over 100? 160. 160. Yeah. And I find that with a lot of my clients, you know, who are, um, you know, trying to to attract new people and good yeah. people to represent their brand. Is there a secret sauce to it's really finding- hard. It's as hard as you all think. It is really hard. People to represent um, your brand. I think staying true to, you know, the reason we started the business was for our own happiness. And then, you know, that in retrospect was very selfish. We're like, this is for us, you know? And then we started to have employees and we're like, oh, this is for them too. We're creating careers now. We need to, you know, they're our customers. We need to make them happy. And in turn, just like we thought, they started to make customers happy. So it it really is a trickle-down effect in business, um, and you have to stay true to that, you know. So everyone we hire is really vetted for kindness um, before they're vetted for, can you make a cup of coffee? Because they can learn how to make They can learn coffee. how to make coffee. They I can train them on anything kindness. operational, but I cannot train them on how to be nice awesome. and kind. So. That's like very huge. That's that right there is secret sauce for people who are hiring is is find really nice people. If that's who you are, mm-hmm, you know, if, mm-hmm. if it's stemming from the top and you're not going to you know falter, then that's the way to go. And you also get references from your current employees, right? Friends of friends oh, who yeah. are in their network who, you know, are similar. We have a referral program um, within. And I want to say if they 
refer someone, they get a $50 gift card. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And mm-hmm. then in three months, they get another $50. If they stay for three yes. months, you know, they get another one. Um, maybe it's 60 days. But for our staff, it's a no-brainer. If they're nice, because they're surrounding themselves with other nice people for mm-hmm. the most part. So they're okay with recommending friends, you yes. know. And they also, it's like their reputation on the table. So they they won't recommend <laughs> when they know not to, and sure. they will. Um when they find good good people. That's that's an awesome point. Um, now, there are so many coffee companies out there. Now, um, there's so many things that set you apart, but what would you say are like the top things that, you know, well, set you apart you from it, others out there? You said it in the intro, you know, because we do have it on our site mm-hmm. and, and it is in some of our marketing, but um, three things, the quality, the simplicity, and the experience. And that could sound canned to some, but it's real. Um, you know, the coffee's, are of the utmost quality. We don't, you know, throw in people's faces that we spend more on coffee than other coffee companies. We know we do. We we look for the best of the best coffees. Um, we'll spend more on them because it, you'll know as a customer, oh, they, they started, it doesn't taste the same as it used to. Um, the recipe must have changed. They must have found cheaper something. That, that will, we will never do that. It will always be of utmost quality. Um, in fact, we just got back from our 17th origin trip and we went to Tanzania. It was our first time to Africa. Um, we don't even have a Tanzanian coffee. We don't, you know, we have the only African <laughs> yeah. coffee we have is Ethiopia, but we wanted Tanzanian coffees for one sure. of our limited. Um, but we have to go and learn. We have to build relationships. Um, it's such a huge part of the business to get educated and know what's going on in an ever-changing um, uh, industry. So mm-hmm. that's quality. Um, we also use, for example, uh, or, organic milks. Um, the whole milk and the, and the uh, skim milk, fat-free milk, are organic, and and we use the top of the line, you know, almond and soy and coconut, um, really because it tastes better, you know. And and a lot of coffee companies don't realize, you know, if you're putting milk in here, that's going to taste good too. And we don't throw in everybody's faces. Did you know we pay four dollars and seventy-five cents a carton? You know, like mm-hmm. whereas other companies probably pay two dollars. Yes. Um, and you know, it's really just about the quality. Um, so then the simplicity, uh, you know, some of the stores we have bagels and very simple. We don't toast. We have three spreads. That's it. Um, you know, it's, it's a nice to have when you're running to get, uh, a coffee and you want to get some breakfast. Um, it's not necessarily the most scalable thing to get great bagels. That's, you know, important. Um, we have some food, but ultimately the simplicity is coffee. You know, we don't have, we're not selling hot teas. We're not toasting. We don't have open mic night. Um, we don't even have seating. You know, it's just great, coffee. great mm-hmm. coffee. And keeping it simple and focused um, is something we are, you know, adamant about. Like, absolutely adamant about. It's all about a great cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And that I, simplicity, yeah. yeah. And I always say, um, you know, or people say, how come they don't? serve hot tea Mm. because you're not experts in hot tea. Uh, And I always tell people who are, you know, um, trying to add on other services that be careful of diluting your brand because you might, yes, you might lose the tea customers, but those hardcore coffee drinkers are just going to be more yeah. obsessed and create that cult-like following. I mean, it's around trust, yes. you know, and I never say never. We could get better at teas, and we're learning. Mm-hmm. As we're on these trips, you learn, oh, sure. they, they might sell tea too. Um, but it, you know, it is something to be conscious of in business, right? For entrepreneurs, you want to stay as focused as possible. So that word, you know, I told you quality, the word simplicity, it really also is focus, mm-hmm. Um 
So really, really important not to get distracted. Mm -hmm. And then the third differentiator is experience, you know, so we call it over the top customer experience. And I was this exercise where I'm like, here's normal down here, here's average, and then here's, you know, over the top. So the bar is always high for us. Um, when you come in, it's a greeting, it's a conversation, you know, writing something on the cup when we can, or a little, you know, picture. A lot of, went out for Halloween yesterday, but just making that customer feel like, mm, that was great. You know, I felt good. I, f I feel happy today, you know, and, and that's a huge piece of our mm -hmm. differentiating factors. Well, I love it because I work from home a lot. And so mm -hmm. when I go to Roof, they're like, so what are you up to today? And I'm like, oh, right, we're, ha we're hanging out. Because like, they want to talk to you and you're like, um, let's go uh, do some laundry. Yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like heard and, mm -hmm. you know, wow, like I had a nice, meaningful conversation and um, getting my coffee. And that's that nice. part of the hiring process is like, mm -hmm. you have to like other people. This is not a, I'm just coming to do the job and I'm nice. It's like, no, you're nice. Plus you like talking to people yes. <laughs> because it's a lot of conversation and, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes there's some blank space and it's filling those, those gaps and stuff. But, um, yeah. And they remember people's a lot. coffee yeah, orders are like lot. almond milk and one and a half raw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you got it. How so I, I, I do feel special. I do feel special. Um, so, um, so of course, owning your own business is awesome. Um, and of course there are pros and cons because you know, it does, yeah. it is a lifestyle. Like you're, you're living your brand yeah. 24 for seven. Um, what would you say are your, you know, biggest pros and cons, if any of, of running your own business? I mean, the pros are what we originally started it for, you know, as, mm -hmm. as, as long as we continue to remind ourselves, like, you know, this is about happiness. This is about happiness. Um, we get to be happy. I mean, every day we wake up as an entrepreneur, again, with that itch, you know, and other entrepreneurs know every day is different. And, and I love that. I love that I can wake up and be like, today I'm going to do this. I've probably not had maybe back when we were serving coffee that first year, year and a half, I had days that were similar. But after that, I, my days are completely different every single day. And I love that. For me, that's a pro. Might not be for others. People need like super structure. Um, you know, I, I technically just, do, I report to myself. Um, you know, Sean and I, it's not like we report to each other. It's like, where, where are you going to be today? What are you going to do? Um, but nothing that, you know, holds us to, you must be here at this time doing this. So, that takes some getting used to, but I love it. Um, the cons, the cons are, um, you know, there's a lot of attention with owning a business that sees thousands and thousands and thousands of people a day, right? Mm -hmm. So you're like, you, you know, um, you know, on social and stuff like that, like, yeah. You know, I battle with, do I put my kids on social? Do I not? Do I um, show my lifestyle? Like, I, you know, that stuff becomes a little bit of a of a battle. People know who I am, especially when I go in the stores. Like, wait, are you, you're the you're the work girl, you know, mm -hmm. happened to me yesterday. Um, and it's like so uh, it's humbling and amazing and, and wonderful, but it's sometimes hard. You know, well, I can't. You're a mini celeb. <laughs> I say I cannot like go to a fair. I cannot dealer. go to a summer fair with you. It's like <laughs> we summer fairs. We cannot get five feet. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> or it's, the grocery store. It's like, a you know, at this point, it's a little bit of a uh, it's tough. It's awesome, but it's hard because if I'm at the fair with my kids and I'm trying to yeah, want to be yes. present with them, yes. I put my phone away and everything. But then there's conversation to be had. And um, I love it, but it's hard, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I think that 
Listen, just so that's the worst of the cons. My gosh, um, I do get to spend tons of time with my you children. Do. Uh, you do such everything. an awesome job, I yeah. think, at, at balancing. You're yeah. such an amazing Try. mom um, and are always present. I think that's one thing that I just am, um, you know, so in awe of. You can really be present. You feel like when you're talking to you, people, you know, you make people feel like they're the only one in the room. And I think that's a, they a huge, it's a huge gift to yeah. be present Thank and you. and hear them. Um, and, um, so what have you learned the most about, um, <laughs> building your own business about yourself? I mean, special? I think, yeah, I, I read your questions very briefly, by the way, but I, I like to, um, I like to go you off the cuff. Prep. <laughs> well, I just like to be as genuine as possible. Yes. Sometimes it gets me in trouble, but, yes. um, I didn't think about answers before I came in, but, uh, I think I... I'm capable of so much more than I actually thought I'd be capable of. I mean, I didn't know how to run one retail store. I didn't know how to run two or three or four or 11. I have no idea how to do 12, but I'm going to do it in a couple months, you know? So I always say that um, don't be afraid of what you think you can't do. You you can actually do it. It's just you have to jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a net. There just is. Um and, you know, a lot of people say, don't be afraid of failure. I think that's the net. It's like, listen, it's not, not going to be the end of the world. You're going to get through it and you're going to do whatever else you need to do to get, you know, to the next stages in life. Um, but I think that's the number one. I mean, I've had moments where, and I've said to Sean, I'm like, I was never trained in marketing or business. Like, who do I think I am, you know, <laughs> running a marketing department with four people? Like, uh, and he's like, you can do it come on you're doing it you did it you're doing like let's go you know and I'm like all right yeah yeah I can run a marketing company yeah I got this you know so uh, don't be afraid of what you think you can't do you actually you can do it I I remember that's 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 awesome advice and um I remember the first time that you and Sean actually left the 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 rook in Oakhurst you were working behind the counter nonstop, and then Sean said let's go get lunch yeah Yeah. tell us about that because that's huge to give up control and to pass, you know, to empower your employees, and that's the only way you're going to build and yeah. and um, grow the brand. Yeah, I don't want to pat him on the back too much, but he does get credit <laughs> for this because Sean I rocks. feel like you know, he's amazing. I feel like if he hadn't done that, I wouldn't have been able to get out of my own way, right? If I didn't have a business partner at that point, I, I, I'm a control freak, you know? A lot of us are, and... Um, here we are in the store. I think there were four employees plus Sean and I. Okay. It's like dead of summer, crazy line. If you've ever been to Little Oakers, line out the door. Like down, we would say, oh man, it's at the steps. And there's like this, these um, steps in the main building, like a uh, Bilco doors. And once it got to that, it was crazy. And the line's at the steps. Um, and he's like, let's go get lunch. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, we have a staff of four. It's time to go get lunch. Because it was um, before we were opening Long Branch. We were mm-hmm. just getting ready to – we had signed the lease, I think. And we were like, you know, had obviously build out and all of that. But it was like time to break loose. And I was like – I mean, he like grabbed me by the arm. He's like, we're going to lunch. And I'm like, oh, my God. what do you, you know, and I, I mean, he pulled me. He's like, you have to let go. They're going to be fine. And they were, you know. I mean, nothing's ever going to run exactly how you want it to run. Um, or how you would do it. It just, it's not, it, it isn't possible, but accepting it's not possible and saying, Hey, you know what? They're doing the best that they can. And I can keep working with them to do better and better and better and keep that bar raising. You have to be able to walk away 
you won't have balance. You won't have your life. You won't have the happiness that you probably were looking to get when you started your own business. You mm-hmm. won't, it, you know, it'll be very difficult. So. Uh, I always remember that, that story. And it's huge. <clears throat> empowering the people. Like you have people with you, Andrea, who's the head yeah. of culture and yeah. hiring, right? Who has been there since day one. And, you know, just watching her career grow yeah. within and looking up to you and you just being amazing mentors and, um, yeah, and somebody like growing from within. Yeah. Somebody like Andrea, who's, you know, we're going on nine years. She's been with us, you know, eight, eight of them, you know, she was within year one. Um, and, you know, she's had to <laughs> go with us. I mean, it's been obviously growth from, from one store to almost 12 and from, uh, you know, five employees when maybe she started to, or even less to 160. Um, yeah, I mean, she's had to grow with us and learn with us. Um, we didn't, you know, we, when she was hired, we did not know how to run 11 stores. Um, so she had to learn that with us. And we have a handful of people, a handful who've been with us for five plus years. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. It's like a family. Really. Yeah, it, it is. Really, it is. It really is. Um, and I know keeping up a brand and the and the hype and um, PR is always, always a challenge to keep things fresh. And I think you do an amazing job. I know you do an amazing job, um, especially with your limited edition coffees. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about how that started and, and launching those so products. So when you have a menu, um, we realize that people want, they want to know what they're coming in and what they're getting. You know, they're like, oh, my gosh, wait, you don't have Bali? What, you ran out? You know, they'll freak out, right, Meg? Like when I call you, I'm like, you're out of pumpkin spice. Yeah, I'll get, like, text, like, did you know that this store ran out at 8 a.m. this morning? I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the truck had a flat tire. I don't know. You know, like, whatever. Um, but, you know, people the want, and that's another thing. Like, people are like, why don't you have a mobile truck? Why don't you, you know, it's like with coffee, people need to know that it's going to be there exactly when they arrive and they're going to get it within five minutes and they're going to get what they expect. Um, so we have our menu, our, you know, staple nine coffees. And then, you know, we will, we also want to keep it exciting. So that's where the travel comes in. And we go to these different countries of origin. We find limited coffees. We have um, an importer who knows what we like and sends us different things to try. Um, and then we bring in flavors. I mean, the coconut mocha. Um, so you know, yummy. Amazing. Just came out came yesterday. Out, yeah, it came out <laughs> yesterday. But uh, yeah, and our product team works on it. And I'm like, coconut mocha, I'll try it. And I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, yeah, yeah. let's do it. Um, so having different things to sort of get people excited and they can try it, but they know they can go back to their other ones. It's not like mm-hmm. we're just constantly changing the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll always have something exciting coming out. Uh, yeah. It definitely keeps things fresh. We have a lot of things coming out for the holidays still. So. Exciting. And the merch and the, merch. the subscription service. So you did add on a few different revenue streams. Yeah, we did. And, and texting. So the merch has become sort of um, its own little beast. I, I I mean, we're not like <laughs> we're a coffee shop, and then all of a sudden it was like, I can't believe you ran out of shirts. And we're like, oh, we cannot keep shirts on oh the shelves. It's crazy. Um, it's amazing. And you know, one of the things that we decided to do was get really good quality shirts, not gouge people for them, and they'll want to wear them hopefully. And um, so, you know, we always would get in this debate. We're like, is it the brand? Is it the price? Or is it the quality of the shirt? Something there. They're buying these shirts. Or is it all three? Um, I think it's a little bit of all three, but um, 
Yeah, so the merch, I mean, and again, we keep it high quality. You're never going to see chintzy mugs coming out. Like, it's going to be the good stuff always because we want to align it with the premium um, brand. So lots of new merch coming out, lots of limited coffees coming out. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's all going to be of the high quality. And I love seeing shirts in various states <laughs> yeah. and stickers. And A friend just sent me yeah. one from London two days oh, ago. Oh, no way. I'm in London in, in this guy's jogging or something. <laughs> the two of them in a picture. I'm like, that must have been awkward. I know. I stopped um, someone at Disneyland, actually. Fiji. Somebody uh, said yeah. they saw they saw somebody paddling. You know, in Fiji, I guess they have those those huts that are way out. And she's like, I'm sitting in my pool in my hut. And this guy's paddling by with a red Rook t-shirt on. Like, is that Rook? And he's like, Jersey. She's like, I didn't have my camera. So that Fiji, Iceland. Um, yeah. Not when I was there, but a couple of years ago, someone uh, saw somebody in Iceland. Um, I mean, I get them all the time. California, um, a lot on the East Coast, and Florida, yes. Disney. We get a lot of Disney. When you travel, yeah, I stalk someone you know, airports, at Disney to take a When you travel, you want to be comfortable. Of course. So it, it's like everybody's kind of go to. I'm bringing mm-hmm. this with me on my trip. So mm-hmm. it ends up being in a lot of photos abroad. And uh, it's I cool. Know. I know. That's awesome. No, it's so exciting. And, um, I, uh, you know, just I'm always so inspired by Holly. I always say that, you know, everyone she is always attracted and um, drawn to Holly's um, personality and just aura about her. And I'll never forget. Um, I love the story when um, we were in she was in fifth grade. I was in eighth grade and I had a crush on, you know, the boys in eighth grade. And next thing I know, they're knocking on my door. Now, this is like a fifth grade girl. And you, you have my Holly. And then you have eighth grade boys mm-hmm. coming to play with a fifth grade girl. So they're knocking on my door and I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, my God, it's, you know, so and so. I open the door and they're like, is Holly home? <laughs> Can Holly come out and play? <laughs> Can she play street hockey? I'm like, Holly. <laughs> I used to play street hockey. They all had rollerblades and I had roller skates. Mm-hmm. This was 1988, 1989. And, uh, yeah. Oh, man. So, um, so Holly has always (laughs) had a following. She has always been such a leader and, you know, um, people just, um, you know, really are inspired by her. I being one of them, I'm still inspired by her. You would think the inspiration is like, I think it's mutual. Has has, uh, hit, you know, a dry spell, but like every day I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'll call her for advice. Um, you know, on everything. So I am, uh, you know, one of your we're biggest, pretty back and forth biggest on advice. Fans. Let's be honest. Oh, so we're pretty back well, and I'm, forth. Yeah, I'm always honored when you, you ask me for my, uh, my input. So um, I love it. So, so here you are, you guys have, uh, you're opening up your 12th store in Point Pleasant yep. shortly, right? You're, yeah, we're, people keep asking, you know, me, like, it, I know the it'll be ready kind of soon, but we're like, you know, the holidays are here. Let's just push mm-hmm. it you know there was a previous tenant <clears throat> schmunk and donuts mm-hmm. um rhymes with uh and you know it took them a little while to get out and we're patient you know after yeah. opening so many times in different towns you you know there it is what it is you kind of you follow the rules you play by the books you you know put in your dues um so we're not rushing anything mm-hmm. i think january would be the the yeah. opening got it but we're excited ocean county i know that's um, huge and it's just going to uh yeah expand from there. So so where do you see yourself in, in five years, ten years? Like I said, I didn't really look through these questions, and that's so <laughs> tough. See, I mean, you know, that that question, and I ask it to people, too. I mean, yes, you know, you interview I know, people, are like, I know. We're, gonna, we're gonna be, um, sorry. It's, no, it's, yeah. it's still a good question, and uh, I always think about the future. Like, I, I work with the future in mind. I really do. Um, but at the same time, not with like an exact plan. Um, so 
when I think about five years from now, when I think about next week, I think about the best 11 coffee shops and in five years it'll be at least 12 or more. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say New Jersey, but I want to have the best, strongest, um, operationally strong, people strong, just happy place to work strength um, that's possible, you know. And, and for me, if we never open another store, I'll be okay with that as long as it's the strongest 12 stores mm-hmm. in New Jersey. Um, coffee, even aside, just the, the, the strongest and best. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's what I think about when I think about the future. And, and you know, hopefully it will be more. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we – we're constantly thinking about what, you know, is it 100 stores or is it 12? You know, those are questions that we, you know, yeah. we play with. Yes. Um, and I think we have the opportunity to do both of those things. But it's just, you know, what's going to keep us really happy is the ultimate. Absolutely. Um, and you're still so much part of the business and yeah. everyday yeah. operations. And- we, you know, we've tried to pull back and then we come back and we pull back and we come back. Um, I think, you know, if we want it to be the best 12 stores possible, we have to be involved still, uh, at least to an extent. But we have this incredible team. Yeah. I mean, here I am, you know, in the middle of the day on a Thursday, and I can be here. Mm-hmm. So we have this incredible team. Um, there, you know, we have our production team. We have the store teams um, that everybody, you know, you would assume, right? And then we have an office, and we have an office with, you know, we have an office manager. We have a vice president of operations. We have, you know, a whole marketing team, um, head of culture, head of online, um, head of facilities. You know, there's a lot that goes into uh, running a business like this. Mm-hmm. It's very kind of multifaceted. Nice. Well, I think it's important also to share how you guys opened up a ton of stores and then you stopped for mm. a moment. Yes. And you um, restructured your internal yeah. um you know, teams in order to get to a level to say, okay, we're yeah. ready to open up more. Because because I think a lot of um, businesses are like, oh my gosh, I open up a second store. How can I grow? Are we ready? Right. Um, so if you could share that, that yeah. would be awesome because I think that would help Listen, so many I, entrepreneurs. I don't know if it's the smartest way, but mm-hmm. for us, definitely. Um, I'm always like in awe of companies that open up 20 stores in two years. I'm like, I don't understand, you know, Uh, because you're dealing with human beings and um, to take someone. And for us, we want to grow from within. That's our goal. We've hired externally um, for management positions, but, and, and it, it's worked and it's not worked, but ultimately we know it works best when we hire from within and when people are, you know, sort of at the core of Rook and they grow with us. Um, And you have to sort of, work on that. That's training. That's years of experience. That's years of spending time together um, to grow people and to grow a management team. So you can't, you really can't do that overnight. You know, I don't know how people find 20 store managers in two years. I, I don't have any clue how that goes. Mm-hmm. But for us, we said, I think we were at like eight stores. We had just signed two more leases. Um, and we were like, you know, let's like take a breather because it was starting to get operationally, you know, you're like, well, we need this technology and we need to do this with the brand and we need new packaging. And we need, and we're like, this is a lot of projects and uh, we have to hire certain people and strengthen the infrastructure of this company um, and strengthen the management team and work on training, you know, because we're growing, we're changing. Um, 
and evolving. And uh, that was the best decision we ever made. I mean, because now I feel really strong, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and we opened those two stores, and that was about two years of, like, Nobody sent us a location request because we're not looking at it, you know. Um, and sometimes we get into that mode, you know, we're like, yeah, I don't want to look at locations. That like, hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what opportunities coming at you. Yes. And you're like, should I take it? I mean, now we are so, um, what's the word? Um, disciplined. You know, really disciplined when it comes to opportunities. You know, sometimes we just don't even talk about it. It'll come and it'll come in the email and we know we're not even going to talk about it. Such a distraction. Such a distraction. Such a distraction. Off. Absolutely. I think that is, oh, that's such huge. Yeah. So it's like once you have your, your, this is what we're working on. Um, you can't, you can't lose focus and be like, oh, oh, oh let's, but these people want to do a partnership or they want to package this and sell whatever, fig butter, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, nope. I want to stay focused. Yes. Um, and saying no. Saying no. It's like that graciously so saying no so is tough. one of the hardest but most necessary things that we do every single day. Mm. Um, it's so hard because you're like, I want to please everybody. I want to make everybody happy. We were brought up as pleasers. You know? Oh, my God. Totally. Like, <laughs> it's, I'm so oh, sorry. No, no. But I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're like, why are you sorry? Just say no. Oh, I can't do it. It's so hard. Um, it is hard. Yeah. Um, what was the stem of that question? I'm sorry. We, yeah, I'm like, we go in this direction. So See, you I'm stop. losing focus. You, um, mm. you invested in your people, your people, infrastructure, infrastructure technology. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we really worked on a lot of the stores needed updates. You know, these stores get old and you have this, you know, raw wood that needs to be sanded down and refinished again. I mean, Starbucks redoes a store apparently every seven years, you know, when we're at year nine. So some of those first stores, <laughs> sure. like, they, you know, Long Branch needs a renovation right now, you know. And mm -hmm. um, so a lot of that stuff, that's that's important uh, with retail stores, food establishments especially. Um, but I think ultimately taking that break was a, was a huge move for us. And then we were able to get strong and we're like, all right, let's sign another lease. And that was freehold. And then we're like. We could do one more. Point mm -hmm. Pleasant. You know, so Freehold opened in 2018. Point Pleasant will open in 19. Um, we don't have anything right in front of us as far as another location, and that's totally okay. I mean, we get requests daily, daily, daily. Come here, come here, come here. Um, but, again, we are not losing distraction, you know, to please people. We, we're trying to stay focused. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, that is great advice. And you also had you also bought a building, the Rook Roastery yes. in Long Branch, yes. which is a huge. Yeah, and that, and that was during that um, that period where property. we had the eight stores yeah. and we were opening two more. And we said, you know, our roaster, you know, no one knows this, but if it went down, like no coffee, everybody. We have eight stores. Like if this thing breaks, you yes, know, that's right. Like, you we had, had a, a, a bit of a contingency roaster. plan, but it mm -hmm. you know it didn't guarantee our exact taste. You know, you can hire somebody to roast your coffee and. But, um, you know, as an insurance type thing. But, yeah, I mean, and we had to buy a new roaster to, you know, do the capacity that t now 10 stores was necessary. Um, and we did that in that year. So, you know, a roaster, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars for one of these things. And then a building. Like, I just know. bought a roaster. Yeah, and we bought this roaster. <laughs> it's, it's kind of expensive. more expensive than my house. <laughs> oh. um, and the building, you know, we purchased the building in Long Branch. And we decided to purchase the building um, we were looking at warehouse spaces and we were going to rent and, you know, like we did this business to be local and make ourselves really happy. And you see our stores, they're tight, they're local. Mm -hmm. We're Monmouth County kids. Mm -hmm. Um, kids, I call myself. Uh, but 
the building that we found was in downtown Long Branch in, you know, this area that needs rehabilitation. Um, uh, and it's happening slowly. But for us, we just needed a building to put our roasting facility, create a brewing facility. You know, our cold brew is brewed in a brewery. It's literally like tanks and, you know, a huge... That refrigerator Almost is a thousand humongous. square foot walk-in refrigerator. In it's cold. Kegs and kegs of coffee and bottles and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we needed that. And then we needed an office space, you know. There's a dozen of us, you know, just doing corporate office work. You know? yeah. <laughs> and it's so much fun. You go in there and you smell the coffee yeah, you smell and the like culture. <laughs> everyone's so um, fun and really we have a good time. passionate we have a good time. about... We know, work hard. There, uh, you do work hard. You do. you do work hard. Yeah, but it's uh, it's awesome. And um, I also want to mention how much you guys give back to the community. You've invested in the community. You you had the Rook Run um, to benefit the Valerie Fund for yeah. a number of years. How much money did you raise in total? Almost, I always say almost a million. I think it was almost 900000 that yeah. we raised and uh, in a um, four-year period, which was crazy. We, we, you know, Sean and I, you know, he's a big runner and I was running at the time. It was like in our business plan originally, it was, um, we would love to give back to the community. This was before we even opened and in some way, shape or form, leverage our brand when it gets to a point where it can be leveraged and use that to give back. And, um, that's what we did. We started a, a 5k, uh, and it was amazing. It was such an amazing day. So much fun. Uh, felt so good. Valerie fund was amazing to give to, mm-hmm. um, and they have a you know a a spot in Monmouth Medical, so that's where we you know we're pushing our our contribution to, and uh, I mean the the challenge was that this run was it's hard, it's a lot of work, and that um, that focus we were like how do we focus in and do something and give um, without you know, overly, uh, you know, putting a strain on the business. So, and there's so many, um, charities in the community. And there's so many charities. I mean, like I said, we see thousands of people every day and every single person has a cause that Mm -hmm. they're, you know, um, involved with or, or, you know, fighting for. And so we want to be able to give back to more charities. Mm -hmm. You know, we felt so good about what we've done with the Valerie fund. Um, but we want to be, be able to give back to more in, in the community. So, and we want to do it without overly burdening, burdening our staff and our stores. And, our, you know, so the balance we found and we're trying um, and I think it's going to be amazing is, you know, uh, it's kind of like Jersey Mike's Day of Giving, right, where you come in and then that money that you spend is going to charities. 100%. Um, you know, for us, mm-hmm. it's 100 percent of profits mm-hmm. and then also donations. So it's not just come in and, and profits go. It's you want to donate. You can donate. You can donate leading up. Um, but it's more about giving just to give, not not an agenda. You know, just come in, buy coffees that day. And you know that that, you know, you've just donated to local causes. It's like buy a round of coffees that day. Um, the more money spent in the stores, the more goes to the local charities. So, you know, it's either two or three. Um, we've gotten a lot of applications so far. Uh, is on your site, you have, there's an application yes. process. R- you Rook can... Gives is, um, okay. you'll see it on our site down down at the bottom of the, the homepage. You'll see Rook Gives. Click on that. It'll tell you a little bit more about it. Um, and if you have questions, you can email us to holler, holler, H-O-L-L-E-R, at rookcoffee.com. Uh, and we'll, yeah, yeah, holler. Hello. Um, you would have spelled it H-O-L-L-E-R. Hey, I would have. Holler. Uh, 
but we'll answer any questions you have mm-hmm. about it. But, um, you know, it's it's a work in progress, but we're really excited about it. It's January 14th. Mm-hmm. It is our ninth birthday, January 14th. Rook's Rook ninth gives. Birthday. Love Rook it. Gives. Yep. I'm excited. Yep. I'm buy a lot of coffee that day. Yeah. Buy some <laughs> rounds that day. Sounds great. Um, well, you're so generous to the community and you're always giving baskets. There's a site, um, yeah. a page on your site for, you know, various charities as well. Yeah. And you've supported, I mean, hundreds of thousands. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thousands. many, but we've, um, it's, I mean, it's more than 365. So, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. a year. So, sure. you know, we give gift basket items more than every single day. Yeah. No, it's, it's so, um, so great what you do. And, um, uh, for the community. Now, so many people um, always, you know, they're at their nine to five job. They're where you were back in your corporate mm. career. They want to start their own business. Um, I know this is also a cliche. Uh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> ready. Um, what, what advice mm. would you give to someone who is looking to start their own brand or business? Something that, you know, was really um, life changing you when you made the decision to jump um you know it's a little hard for me to answer because you know here I am two children and I'm already established and I feel like you know I had a little bit more room for uh my threshold for risk was a little bit bigger when I was 30 and I you know was about me it wasn't about my, my children so I think that's the hardest part is like my advice would be to take the risk because you live once. That's it. That that period. That is my advice. Um, how you do that, you know, you don't want to risk your family's, you know, that, their lives too sure. and their security. Um, but at the same time, you only live once. So if you have that itch, um, you got you to gotta scratch the itch, you know, and you have to figure out how to do that. If you have a full-time job, it's going to be really, really hard. But you have to do it at night. And you have to stay up late and you and you grind it out. You yes. do it. Um, if you do quit your job and you take that risk, you know, every minute of every day goes to the business. Now, I will tell you, if you put in every minute of every day that you're awake, you know, and, and you work on it, it's going to be very successful. But you can't lie to yourself. You can't say, well, I'll do it in the morning and then I'm going to go play golf. And then I, you know, I got to do, you know, I got to watch my show and then I'll do it at night later. You know, it's, it's, it's full sacrifice. Yes. You know, especially you have, if you have a family. I mean, you have yeah. to, you have to, that's the only time that you can save, you know, like, okay, my kids, my husband or wife, and then everything else, you know, don't go out to dinner. Don't watch TV. Yeah. I don't, I haven't watched TV. I mean, I'll, I'll watch TV on an airplane. That's it. Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm I'm not in, I don't even know how to, my kids turn it on. I don't know how to use the thing. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I, and I'm not, I'm not that old. I like, know. I don't even know really how to use the remote control. I know. I know. Is that crazy? No, I, I don't either. I have to ask. Why is this thing not working? Yeah. Um, how do you So, it? you know, and still to this day, you know, almost nine years later, I mean, it's been 10 since we started working on the business, but um, that I, I, I am not disinterested in my industry. Like I'm constantly educating myself. I'm reading articles, even articles about that have nothing to do with coffee, but they have to do with business, you know, and I want to be better. I just want to always be better until 
you know, I check out of this place, you know? Yeah, no, it, it's true. I remember when I had, um, when I started my kids' play space frolic and I had the um, the two babies, one in, I think they were a year and <laughs> you were two years old. I was crazy. But I would work 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. in the morning every night. Yeah. But I would want it. Like, I could not wait to get on my laptop and, like. Don't you still do that? I still do that. <laughs> like, don't you put your kids to bed and start working? Tell me the truth. I like, do. come on. It's bad. Um, it's bad. But I get so excited when I'm, you know, when you're, when you're when really you passionate. Passion. about something and growing you and like you said you have that that itch it's um uh you can you can absolutely make it happen it will happen and it ma manifests itself it like will it will happen. happen if you put it out there and, and if you do it, the work if it doesn't happen you just did all this work so now you learned a whole bunch of things mm -hmm. and you're like oh the it is actually this mm -hmm. it, i thought it was going to be this business but it's actually uh, and yes. you learned so much in that process mm -hmm. of working your butt off I mean, yeah no, absolutely. Oh, well, that's great advice, Hall. So, sister, um, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about um, music here a lot because, right. you know, I'm a little groupie in the music sense because I obsess over brands like I do bands. And um, so if Rook Coffee <laughs> were to be a song... Um, I, I did watch what song most of your podcast, so I knew this was coming. Um, it was actually pretty easy. I, it came right to my head. Yes. Um, Pharrell's happy. Okay. You know, our, you know, in the, in the uh, websites about us and we talk about, you know, to make people feel special, um, we like fight with the struggle of, we'll use the word special there, but really we want people to feel happy, you know, and internally that's what we talk about with our staff is like, how do we make people feel happy every day? Um, and, and if you come to Rook, you know, we know that the lines are long sometimes, and that's frustrating, and that doesn't mean that you're totally happy. But when you get this, hopefully you walk out and you're like, yes, this is awesome, and your name's on it, and your friend, the barista, chatted with you and asked about your dog or your, your work or what you've been up to and where you're traveling. Um, we, you know, we're constantly trying to make that experience make you feel really good. So uh, Pharrell's happy. I mean, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer. That's, that's our theme song. I love it. Well, Holly, thank you so much yeah. for sharing your words this is of fun. wisdom. I mean, we could go on all day, and um, <laughs> I could you know, talk and talk. And yeah. thank you, of course, to Holly uh, for the introduction to Ming uh, Chen, yeah. uh, a shared universe podcast studio, which is the bomb. Look at Ming's collection. Let's just talk about Ming's collection. It is amazing. Ming has been a customer since day one, year one. And my and family uh, and ca my in laws in Canada would call and say, "I just saw Rook on TV on <laughs> AMC," and I, like, oh, I remember the Ming. first time. I saw Ming on TV on an airplane. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, 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 oh. he's on this airplane with me. I'm like, yeah. That's amazing. So uh, Ming, you rock. Thank you best. for being Thank so you. supportive. And uh, Holly, love you. Oh, um, and awesome. uh, rookcoffee.com. Check out Rook on social media. I feel like everyone I know is already following you. So <laughs> We have a little plug. Our online yes. site, we're working on, uh, we just put a new website out. If you haven't been there in a while, it's extremely helpful for brewing, uh, for purchasing coffees. But we also have subscriptions. So if you're one of those people who are like, oh, I keep running out on this date and I need, oh, I should have run to Rook and, you know, you don't want to run out of coffee. 
Um, it just gets delivered to you weekly, biweekly, twice a month, whatever you, you know. Yeah, whatever. all over the U.S. people um, all subscribe over. and, and they people have in their in mailbox. People in subscribe. I know. You know, like they can walk over and they'll come and they'll get their cup, but the subscription goes to their house. Yeah. It's just so that easy. Up. Yeah, that's, that's um, And we're working huge. on some things with cold brews. All right. Okay. Yeah, working on and merch and lots of limited coffees coming for the holidays. So a lot of fun. Gingerbread. It's coming. All right. Well, thanks, Hal. Thank and, you. Um, this is great. This was such a such an honor. Thank you. Yeah, like I don't care, baby.